Blog Talk Radio. Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L. 
H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. And our guest today is a man I've long admired, Mike <laughs> Mike Notero. Why do I admire him? Because he was the first SourceCon Grandmaster in 2007 and the second SourceCon Grandmaster in 2008. He's some kind of genius, okay? And uh, today I just discovered that he was actually called into the show back in, in 2007, <laughs> 13 mm-hmm. years ago. 13 years ago, and I, I forgot, but he wasn't the only guest. Uh, otherwise, I would have remembered for sure. His Twitter, if you want to criticize him, is Mike Notero, N-O-T-A-R-O. Oh. Mike Notero, come on down! <laughs> Thanks for having me, Animal. Nice to be here again. Thanks for having me. Look, I, 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 I talked to him before the show, and I figured I better shout to liven this guy up. <laughs> He's so, you know, he, he told me before we came on, he says, look, Glenn, Glenn Guttmacher forced me to come on. I got nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I thought I'm trying to add a little life. Mike, you gotta oh. liven it up for this show, okay? We're not an intellectual <laughs> show, okay? Or you gotta entertain. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, I will do my absolute best. But I thought Glenn was okay. supposed to be here, is he not? I thought that was is part he, of the thing. Uh, let me see if he showed up. Uh, I was gonna hand the show over to him. Area code. Uh, no, there's Michael G. Cox, Glenn Guttmacher. Are you here? No. That's a, a stab in the back, but don't worry, okay? I was just going to ask him to ask you a bunch of questions, uh, <laughs> but since he's not here, okay, he'll show up when Jerry shows up, quarter to one, okay? Since he's not here, I'll do my best. I'll do my best, okay? Uh, okay, so anyway, this guy became famous in 2007, and then he got hit by a car, okay? And I'd like to hear about that story if he wants to talk about it, but first I'm going to try to get him to take the, the show on his shoulders, okay? Mike, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't even know what you do. He told me just before the show started, uh, you know what, I don't know why Glenn asked me to come on this show because I don't do sourcing anymore. What do you do? Tell us. Okay, so in a nutshell, I've kind of transitioned into a role where I like sourcing and I felt that there were ways to do it better. So I started writing software and doing that. And that was cool until I realized I could only solve so many problems. So they move me into a role now where I solve bigger problems. I look at end-to-end processes for recruitment, like absolute start to finish from the website all the way to the onboarding, and I get involved with you know, redesigning that and, and making it more efficient, making it work correctly, where you know, it's just whether it's you know, updating Okay, let me ask you know, a question. Hold on, hold or, on. This is a question. Is someone else talking? Someone say something? Yeah. No? Okay. We keep hearing uh, that recruiting is broken. Yes or no? Is recruiting broken? Yes or no? Since you're revamping it from start to finish, are you doing it because it's broken or just to keep things up to date? Uh, just to keep things up to date. I don't think it's as broken as a lot of people make it out to be. Uh, Why do they keep saying that? that are someone, worse than others, but. Yeah, someone told mm-hmm. us that's just a slogan by vendors. They want to sell you stuff, so they say it. Is that true, or is there some substance to, to that accusation? If you've got a tool I, I, to hawk, they're going to say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's um, Mike Natero. about process, oh. in my opinion. What? <laughs> what? No, it's 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 the processes that are broken. That's that's where the fall off is. It's the mismanagement of you know handling candidates and doing right by them. That's what's broken. 
if, if you treat the candidates right and you provide them an easy enough and, and convenient enough process, it works the way it's supposed to. Like, you, you don't necessarily need a whole suite of tools to find all these candidates. You can find them just by picking up the, well, not yellow pages anymore, but I mean, you can go, LinkedIn is so inflated with people. Like, there's, unless you're looking for really obscure individuals, it's really about the way you treat the candidates, honestly. Okay, so tell us where you see it going wrong. Well, you say, okay, it's broken in certain places. Give us some examples. Well, I mean, I don't know how many, well, I don't want to get too far. You're a guy. Don't give me that, okay? You go into places and you look for trouble or something that can be improved, and your job is to improve it from start to finish. Don't tell me now, oh, I can't think of anything that goes wrong. That's not true. Your job is finding things that go wrong, okay? That's your everyday job. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm I'm just trying to not, you know, say things I shouldn't be saying, but – what I will say is that the biggest and number one pain in the ass that I have seen and is people aren't doing anything with their applicant tracking systems. You've got all these candidates in there for years and years and years, and no one's backtracking. No one's going back through them. No one's updating them. And half the time, they're not even being called when they're dispositioned out. Like candidates sitting on the line thinking maybe they have a shot at a job, and weeks go by, and they're still scratching their ass saying, uh, did I get the job or not? No one bothers to contact them. That causes terrible reputation problems. And that is, okay. is really what it boils down to. It's, it's candidate maintenance, like treating them like they're human beings and not like they're pieces of meat. Oh, so, so you're a big candidate experience guy then. That's what you're announcing right now. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, with the ATS, what can somebody do to improve? Are, are you free to tell us that? I mean, just start by figuring out how to use it correctly. There are so many people that barely scratch the surface when it comes to functionality, a lot of these tools. Teleo can do a lot more than people give it credit for. And honestly, if you took the time to read the user's manual, you can find people a lot quicker at a lot more narrow down your search and like really backtrack your candidates that have been forgotten about. Like those are goldmine opportunities that people just ignore because their first response is LinkedIn. Their first response is, oh, and not to disrespect them because I think their tools are great, but like hire tools, seek out, they're great tools. But people have fallen on that rather than relying on what they have beneath them. Okay, you now know? hold on it's, a second. Telling someone to read the instructions, that's, you know, uh, that's not always – these instructions aren't, you know, they put you to sleep. Uh, they're hard to read. Uh, uh, are companies giving their uh, recruiters and sourcers uh, enough training on, on these tools that they're, they're spending money on? Uh, maybe that's a problem. So I can only speak to what I've done, you know, with, you know, Accenture and, you know, the various clients that I've worked with. And a big part of what I do now is designing and updating standard operating procedure manuals and making sure to include screenshots and break it down into enough different pieces that it's simple enough to read. And then actually providing the training back to the recruiters and people that are using it, as well as running it by the managers to make sure that they understand what's going on. Okay, hold on. I've got a a former corporate recruiter, Michael G. Cox, on the line. Take your mute off, Michael G. Cox. Did you you use your ATS properly when you were in the corporate world? No. Why not? Well, the the one that we were using was uh, antiquated, clunky. But when, when I think the closest I got to leveraging applicants that were had been sitting in there for um, years was to get them not, not to reapproach them hey we've got a job all of a sudden it was 
we're going to start today with reapproaching those individuals with a newsletter or, you know, touching base and sending them some materials around job search and then asking, are you currently still in job search mode? Would you consider making a move? And then over time, they start reengaging or at least being open to us sending them. Okay, so a, a now you're talking about pipelining. But what the issue you were the issue just like he I, I said kind of I think I said it. The stuff was too hard to use. He said it was clunky. What does that mean? Mike, it, it, it was difficult. There was a lot of work that we had to do to build those email lists, and it was all um, manual. Well, we weren't talking about making lists. We were talking about as soon as you get a search, you go there and look for candidates. That's what Mike Natero says you should be doing. But you said you didn't do that. It's Mike versus Mike. Are you? And he's blaming uh -oh. the recruiter, and you're blaming the software. What's tr What's the truth, Michael Natero? You can tell Mike. I, Mike, Mike, hold on. MikeRecruiter.com is on this show every week, almost. And so, don't worry about insulting him. You can tell him he's absolutely <laughs> yeah. wrong. He won't get insulted. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm I, not worried I would about agree that. But that I, a big I, chunk I, of that, the problem was me as, as the recruiting manager, leader, whatever. Um, and, and part of it was I was trained by piss poor response rates when I would reapproach candidates that had applied for a position six months ago and would basically say, no, not interested. He's already changing his else. story. You're changing no, your no, story. No. Mike, it, it, the hey, man, Sorry. Go it ahead. It, it's the recruiter and the, and the tool. I mean, okay. look, I, I come from a background in sales, right? Prior to sourcing and recruitment, I was a stockbroker. That was my thing. And we would get on the phone. We'd make, I don't know, anywhere between 1,000 and maybe 1,400 calls in a single afternoon. Well, that was my day, just calling people, trying to pitch them, trying to sell them stuff. That's, that's what I did. And it was a horrible, lousy work because people don't necessarily have money to throw it, you know, investments like that all the time. But when you're pitching a job, when you're pitching like a dream, a career change, something that can benefit someone's life, like spend a day, just get a list and just start calling folks. You don't need to craft some crazy email or make up some crazy, you know, oh, hey, are you still interested? Call them up and ask them. See what they're doing. If, they have, if you have their number, make sure their number's even right. You know, if they're not, get them out of the system. That way they're not clunking things up and making it more clunky and slow. You know, like, just pick up okay. the phone. I, and I think that's a big part of what's lacking in today's, you know, broken recruitment model. It's people aren't being trained to sell candidates properly. People aren't being trained to get on the phone. Everyone just wants to rely on tools and software. Okay, that's, so I mean, that, you didn't answer you know. the question. Okay, you must be watching the political debates because you didn't answer the question about, like Mike said, it was too clunky. That's why I didn't want to use it. Okay, oh. I well, he, he said it. The question was is what is clunky? But what was the question? Please, I will answer. What was it? What? Uh, no, I asked. Well, the question, I asked initially, I asked, you know, oh, the recruiter or the software. Mike uh, confessed to both, okay? But he said first that the software, the ATS, was too clunky to go to. Then he said he wasn't getting good responses when he dug up old people. You, okay, let's put that to the side now. We can old come back to it later if we or, want. Uh, You've switched. From no, no, previous no, no, I can see. I've got you. You're coming alive, Mike Natero, on this question of uh, of being a recruiter, not a sorcerer. Get on the phone, you said, okay? So lots of people yeah. say nobody wants to be called anymore, okay? Uh, what do you, how do you reply to that? 
and send them a text message. Well, you have to Simple have enough. their. There's enough know. texting tools out there. It, there's a, there's you a have to have their. Te- out there. There, there, there's okay, a fantastic well, tool out there that I've been playing with called Text Recruit. And basically, it's got this wonderful little Chrome extension that will look and read phone numbers off a page. So if you're in, let's say, Taleo and you do a search and you've got the phone numbers showing up, you can literally select them all and send them a text in all of 30 seconds. There's no reason not to be doing that on a Someone bought Text Recruit. Microsoft, who bought them? Uh, That I don't know. We were using it in my last project. I loved it. Um, I haven't been back to it in the last couple months, but I I did hear there was some transition. I don't know. So hold on. So when you call somebody up, a cold call, the thing is, it's a cold call. Let's imagine it's someone you did find on LinkedIn, not from an ATS, okay? They don't know you at all. What, what, since you said you made a thousand calls a day, I don't believe you. Okay, no. but uh, since you make that claim, what's your first line? How, what's your pitch when you get somebody uh, on the phone or when you leave a? a would you support voicemail? Are you a voicemail guy I or do. no? Okay. I do. A lot of people so let's say you're leaving a voicemail. Now. Let's say you're leaving a voicemail. Yeah. What do you say? You're calling uh, and make up any job. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Java programmer. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, hi, this is Mike Natara over at my company. You need to explicitly state your company's name. You can't say I'm with some bullshit recruiting agency. This is this primarily requ- like is dependent on someone being in house or working for a specific client, not working through an agency. So, hey, you know, my name is Mike Natara. I work with Accenture. I've got a great job opportunity open in Java development. Uh, I know we had spoken a while back. I just wanted to touch base, see if you're interested. Give me a call back if you get a chance. Also, send me a text on my cell phone. Done. Okay, that's short. And how, yeah, how many times you, how many times you're going to repeat that message uh, until the person calls you? Uh, you call them once, you make a note of it, and you move on with your life. But at least they've been updated sometime in the last ten years. Okay, hold on. And let's say in, in the first five days, you don't hear back from this person. Are you calling them again, leaving another message? Nope. Why not? Nope. Well, I mean, Why at not? some point, yes. The idea would be like, you know, the idea to cycle back would be great, you know, maybe in a month or two. I'm not going to go, you know, making a list of everyone that's, you know, I had to leave voicemails for and call back. That's just, when you look at these databases and the sheer number and the, the volume of candidates accessible, it, it, it doesn't make sense to, to, to slow your roll like that. You know, just run through them all, and when you get to the end, if there's still nothing there and you're still scrambling for candidates, yeah, go back and try again. But keep moving. Keep moving. To, you know, you, you need live response. You need to talk to someone. So, you know, just let the passive back work do its thing. If they're going to call you, they're going to call you. If they don't want to hear from you, well, they're not going to call you. So, so you're a real forward, hustling, I mean. sales-oriented guy, even today when you're not, right? You are go, go, go. Don't waste time with people who aren't interested. Qualify them. If they don't call back, you know, that's the qualifier. Move on to somebody else. That's what you're saying. Is that right? Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there, there needs to be some patience in crafting your exact messages that you're going to be putting out. I mean, I would, you know, talk. for example, I was running a study for a client to compare what job postings look like for all our competitors over the last six months to see what's going, you know, see what's going on. And just by looking at what they say and what their numbers are and how often they repeat the same exact posts versus getting rid of old posts, I mean, just looking at that data alone can tell you exactly, okay, obviously this one's working successfully. What are they doing in this post? Great. Look at the language. Figure out what they're saying. Maybe they're putting a dollar amount. Maybe they're, you know, one of the biggest things is including your company, not your recruitment agency or your firm. 
you know, you have to put the client on there. Like those are things that you see consistently getting more and more repeated posts. Obviously that's working because someone there is trying it. You look at a company like Amazon, right? They're posting, I don't know how many hundreds of jobs in almost every major location every day, usually 10 to 15 different posts for the same role. Like it's just absolutely bonkers. And you got to wonder, well, is someone paying attention to this? Probably because you're starting to see over time that certain advertisements are being weeded out. And it's probably because uh, effective language is becoming, well, it's effective. And why not just copy that? So you take a look at that. You talk to your marketing. You look at just basic psychology to see what people are responding to today. You know, are people into voice messages? Are people into text messages? Are people into YouTube videos? Whatever people are into, align yourself with that. Craft a, a decent message. Spend a little bit of time doing that. And then just hit them all. You know? They're you know, paying you obviously to tell don't want people to be out there. They're paying you to tell yeah. people this? Essentially, you're saying there's nothing to it. Just see what's going on. Fuck. Okay, that's what you're saying, right? This is my opinion. This is my opinion. This is not what I'm doing currently. Okay, you know what? I, I usually I often tell though. people. I I often tell people don't say your company on this show. You might be sorry about it later. Okay, so you mention them a few times. Don't do it again. Here, I'm just telling <laughs> them that you know they can put you on a a tape. Uh, look whatever. Look what Amazon's doing. Do that. Okay. Uh, uh, at least that's what oh, it sounds like. Amazon's not a client of mine. Just to be clear. Okay. Yeah. Just to be okay. clear, I've, I've never. Somebody else for trying them, to never. talk. Is somebody else trying to talk? Is somebody else trying to say something? Uh, anybody? Hey, Animal, by the way, Texas was acquired by Isom's. <laughs> Isom's. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. They actually, you know, they actually paid me twenty dollars to uh, advertise on my uh, my Facebook group. Almost nobody is well, willing to pay for. They all want to put their stuff there, the vendors, but they won't pay uh, like five dollars to do so. Anyway, but these guys did. Uh, that was before they were purchased. Anyway, uh, I guess I made them so popular they uh, they were grabbed up. Uh, okay, uh, I want to do a little ad, and then I'm going to ask you since you're talking about uh, watch the words that you're using in the ads. You've switched now to ads. Uh, we had an argument. Uh, it's a recurring argument on Facebook this week. It has to do with uh, textio and these taboo words for women, okay? Like uh, anything that's energetic or, uh, you know, aggressive, even, you know, uh, in in a metaphorical kind of way, uh, oh, they shy away from that. But anything that's nurturing and community building, apparently that's what women like. I mean, and it sort of, uh, it, it provides sort of a stereotypical image of femininity. I, I am shocked by it, and yet women def- defend it. Even these hard fighters uh, on Facebook, you know, there's certain people who will fight you on anything. They'll defend this stuff, and I don't get it. I, I'll become right. I want your opinion on that. I'll come right back to it in a second. Hey, everybody, you heard Mike Natero. Okay, you might not know him because he keeps a, a low profile these days, but he used to be uh, a very well-known superstar in the in the recruiting and sourcing world, okay? And he said he loves Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. And you know what? So does every other superstar recruiter. If there's a discussion of sourcing tools on Facebook, Hire Tool is always the recipient of great praise okay and they also uh supply contact information and, he, and he's saying get on the phone right you want to find out the phone numbers go to hiretool.com get their free chrome extension and see what it can give you in terms of personal and professional email and 
phone numbers, HireTools.com. Okay, back to Mike Natero. I gave you a few uh, seconds to think about that genderized uh, wording in job ads. Are you a believer? Um, mm, no, that's a no. That's a no. Go ahead. Not so much. I, I think I think a lot of the times what we're seeing is it's really more of um, it's not so much a gender thing as it is a generational thing. Because you have generations that do prefer, you know, that warmer touch where you have, you know, more younger generations that prefer, you know, a 10 second, you know, clip, a YouTube video or, a, you know, 140 character tweet or things like that. So I think it really depends on where your attention span lies and kind of the direction that we've traveled over the last, you know, 50 years or so, um, you know, making more difference than, than gender. I mean, it's, it's possible that there is, and I don't know, I've never looked at studies about this. But, you know, in my experience, it, it definitely seems like it gears more towards You know, towards you are unpredictable, gaps. okay? You are unpre- you're way more lively than I expected, which I'm very happy <laughs> uh, about, you know. You're fun to talk to, but, but you shift, okay? You, are, you could be a politician because you, you are slippery, okay? I asked you about the wording. You started talking about the platform and, and the, the length of the, uh, you know, the, the – the medium that's used for the ad that's i i that's good information i want to hear it but you don't answer the questions i just want to point that out to you i don't want to inhibit you i'm just pointing it out okay Uh, although you kind of did as soon as you hesitated when i asked you the yes or no question hesitation's always a no okay michael g cox are you listening do you have anything you want to contribute anybody else anybody else want to say something to this guy believe me he's a superstar Area code eight one five is echoing Goop Macker. No, okay. Okay, no, Mike Natero. <laughs> okay, Mike Natero. Let's 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 keep going. Okay. Uh, okay. So the, you you've got the the only special interest. Like I had this question, you know, uh, is there anything of special interest to you? And you told us right about the beginning. It's a candidate experience. So you say they never hear from you. Uh, how do you want people to hear back? Does it have to be a phone call? Should it be an email? Uh, and you are famous for automating stuff. So uh, uh, what, do you, what do you say about letting people know that you're not going to hire them? Um, that you're, so you're not going to hire them. Well, no. It's, well, isn't I that what you said? They, they, you know, they, they, uh, I'm quoting you at the beginning. You're saying, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it should absolutely. I, you know, I think it should absolutely be a phone call, and I think the reason should be given. You know, just, just you know, from a candidate perspective, like, you know, how, how else is a candidate supposed to improve on their next interview if they don't know what they did okay. wrong in the first place? So, okay, yeah, you're it definitely talking needs now, to be a more in-depth, like, hey, this is why you got rejected. Yeah, you're talking about someone who's actually been brought in for an interview. Okay, so let's focus on that for a minute. Did you hear my introduction? You can say uh, no. Yes. I'll repeat it. You forgot it already. The woman said that you know the candidate the candidate doesn't get hired, and the recruiter says the reason my feedback is that you you aren't a woman, okay? Even if they hired a man, that's outrageous. I don't believe anybody does that. Especially they they say it's an epidemic. Do you believe that? I've seen it firsthand. I've got some folks that have experienced it very recently, just from the opposite side. Um, you know, a good friend of mine didn't get a job because of he was a male and he was white. And that was a big thing. They were looking for diversity, inclusion, female. And that was a big thing. And, and 
you know, I, I've seen it. I, I don't know how prevalent it is. I don't know truly that it's, you know, this all-encompassing, ominous, terrifying thing. But I do know it exists. I, I definitely okay, uh, you, you, missed, you missed the question. They said it, 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 it's, it's, it's being lied about. The, the, the case is, you're talking about a real case. They wanted oh. a diversity candidate, right? And so that's, that's right. the guy they told them flat out. Here, they don't want to tell them the real reason. You stink. <laughs> they, you know, you're a loser. They say, oh, they wanted a woman. Okay? And I, 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 Michael G. Cox, what's your take on that? I'm having trouble getting a, a statement from the guest. you want a, a <laughs> comment? Please. Uh, he's he's got his mute on. Okay, you know he falls asleep too sometimes. Okay, let's let's move on. Are you having fun, Mike? I, I, I'm having fun with you. Okay, you're you're okay. You're okay. I'm trying to. You're, you're putting me on blast here, and, and you're right that I am slightly diverting, but I'm trying to. I'm really trying to answer the questions for you. But, you're doing a good job. Okay, I am having fun. I was really worried. I was depending. I was saying to myself, "Is Glenn going to call in? Can I hand everything over to him?" I was praying. Okay, now it's it's fun. Okay, uh, okay. What do you see sorcerers doing wrong? Okay, you you go into places and you improve the uh, thing. So, what is it you have to improve? Do you see sorcerers? You already said. Well, let's let's go a step back. So you were just talking about giving feedback to candidates who've already come in. Now, uh, I think that's crazy, and most other recruiters do as well, because not every one of these candidates take it very well. I've seen, you know, people say, you know, really rough terms, like this person will seem nice, but as soon as you tell them why you didn't hire them, they turn into a monster, okay? And uh, especially if you're a recruiter, and you're just conveying, you know, you're the middle person, uh, that can put you in a very tough position, okay? I think most recruiters have How? conceded that. How is that, How is that put the recruiter in a tough position? Other than they because had to be you, you say you say they, they thought you were weak in X, Y, Z, and, and the guy goes nuts. And what, you're not a, a techie. I mean, uh, you don't know. This is something the hiring manager decided. Or, or it's something the hiring manager said. Maybe the hiring manager just didn't want to spend the whole day working with you and, and – doesn't want to say, you know, he will, or maybe the hiring I mean, manager said, if I had to spend my day, if I had to spend my day listening to that, that I mean, woman's but, but voice. Still, like, should a person truly be counted out if they've got the correct skill set to perform the tasks required just because they're not a cultural fit? I mean, that, that's a big, you know, taboo right now. It's, it's a, you know, all right, well, you know, just because, you know, uh, I don't like someone doesn't mean I can't get along with them to the extent that I need to, to get my job done, you know? Okay. Like, suck it up and deal, honestly. And same thing with the recruiter. Like, hey, like, if you tell someone, like, oh, hey, um, you didn't get the job because your skill set's lacking in X, Y, Z, or because you came off as being standoffish and, you know, the manager didn't feel comfortable with you, okay, great. If that person gets upset and flares off, you'd be like, well, look, sorry, buddy. This is exactly what we were talking about. Bye. End of story. You know, okay. like, it should be part of the recruiter's burden to have to talk to candidates and get to know them, and, 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 but talk to them in such a way that they don't explode. And if they do, oh, well, you know, like, okay, on to the next. You're trying to hire people, not counsel people. You're not their therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not well, everybody's very that. receptive to any kind of feedback, positive or negative, frankly. But you, you do have to work as a recruiter to stay honest and, and not hide um, behind lies about why you didn't hire somebody. 
I mean, think about it this way, right? You're, you're, you're out in the dating world and you find someone that you like and you go on a couple of dates and things are great and suddenly they turn around and say, oh, it's not you, it's me. Like, what kind of bullshit line is that, right? Like, that's absolutely not something anyone wants to hear because guess what? I don't know what I did to make you not like me, but I'd like to know because guess what? That might improve me as a person. And yeah, some people don't respond well to that. But again, it's a job. You're over the phone. And if you do it in such a way that, you know, presents itself in the softest, most, you know, way possible, it's, I see no flaw with that. I would much rather know the truth about something than have a complete ambiguity and be scratching my head. I don't want to go out with what you wrong. anymore because I just find you're really boring. I mean, it's torture for me listening. You, you call. I, I, I'm just waiting for you to get off the phone, honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that, that's feedback. Yeah. Drop the honey part. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now, uh, what about these applicants who say, you know, uh, black hole? I, I sent my job. I sent my resume out to forty companies. Only one of them got back to me. What should? What, is there something wrong there? Something going wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Redo your resume. <laughs> no, no. 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 Well, you know, make sure you're applying to the right jobs. Okay, yeah, but you're, you were talking about the poor, uh, you said candidate, but maybe applicant. What, what about the applicant experience? Uh, you know, do they deserve, does everyone who send in a resume deserve some kind of reply? And that's why I mentioned Absolutely. you are famous for automating. Can, you know, can't that be automated? Well, I mean, for example, one of the tools that I've gotten very close with is Workday. And I know a lot of people despise Workday, but it does handle that sort of thing very well, in my opinion. And it's one of those, you know, it's just a part of the disposition system. And if you do not have a tracking system or some system technology that provides that, yeah, you, you definitely do need to find a way to do that. Um, how? I don't know. That, you know, that would really be reliant on wow, the wow, system you're wow. using and what you are just on. not enthusiastic. I, I can tell you don't give a hoot about applicants who aren't good candidates. I mean, you, you don't want to graduate them to the next area. Yeah, it would be nice if you could get back to them, but really – it's their responsibility to figure out they are not the right person for the job, either rewrite your resume or apply for a different position. That's what you're essentially telling me. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Do you want to tell me I'm wrong? I'm saying notified that they didn't get the job. Absolutely. You don't want to sit there hanging. And again, ambiguity is the worst thing ever. Not knowing is, okay. is, is what drives people crazy. So if a thousand but resumes again, come that, in, if a thousand resumes come in, every one of those thousand people should get an email or some some kind of notification. Uh, you're out. Am I right about that? Sure. I mean, let's be realistic. If you're getting a thousand emails and a thousand resumes, you're not getting them in a single day. You're going to get a thousand resumes. I mean, I don't know a single position open that I've seen that's gotten a thousand applicants in anything shorter than maybe six months, and that was for a very generic role. So you're not getting a thousand resumes. Let's be realistic here. If you get two or three, well, a week, there are a lot of organizations that are pretty large that are getting hit up by, you know, hundreds and sometimes thousands of applicants to a single position. So it it, it does happen. Okay. You okay. Got so in of course, we yeah. okay. You he he disagrees with you, Mike. We don't have any stats. I, although I think you're right, because there's a lot of people out of work right now. I think if you put a recruiter job. On LinkedIn, you get a thousand. You get a thousand applicants. Okay, okay. Uh, sourcing advice but, hey, for hey, newbies. Mike, hey, uh, animal. One of the things that helps to drive that number down, and I had to do this a lot, was 
to to make the the position first of all if if you're posting a role you have to be very careful with what the requirements of that position are and if you're getting inundated then then you have to be very clear about those requirements so you're not overwhelmed and then you stick to those requirements from the very beginning to the very end you can't change midstream and 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 decide you want to look for something different okay mikerecruiter.com uh, you know what the, the desperate desperate job hunters especially when all they have to do is swipe or something like that uh, they'll apply yeah, for everything yeah, everybody always apply. complains about that it doesn't matter what you write in swiping based is there a swiping based job board yet like a, like a tinder for well, people there's one for jobs? Click. So that could be a million yeah. dollar idea there's one well, click there is okay there, there's Go ahead, one Mike. Click apply, and I can't. I, I can't remember the app, but there was an app that had a swipe type feature. It didn't I? Don't even know if it still exists. It was a few years ago that I had heard about it, kicked the tires on it, and it, it wasn't working very well. Okay, I, I, I'm going to ask you. What doing is just leading to a ton of unqualified applicants. Yeah, that's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Okay, with these unqualified people. You know, jamming up your uh, your ATS. Uh, that's why people don't go to them. I guess they got a lot of useless stuff in there. But uh, think about this, Mike. I'm going to do another ad. Do you have any special sourcing mm-hmm. advice to newbies? Okay, or, or is there any advice for anybody new in recruiting? I think you 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 said they probably get on the phone. But is there anything besides that? Uh, and, and you know, inform your candidates and use the ATS. Is there anything else for newbies that you'd say? First, I'm going to do an ad for our good friends at Honeit. H O N E I T dot com. Honeit is the online interview technology. You get on the phone with your candidate. Uh, it records everything. Is audio, video if you want it, and also in searchable text. It gives you a full transcript of everything you said, and you can pass it on to the uh, hiring manager or somebody else in the hiring team. Not only that, if you've got an important question, you press a little button just before you ask it. When you're finished that question, you press another button. It creates a little clip. The hiring manager can hear the candidate talk about that topic in his or her own voice. You don't even have to understand what they're saying because you have captured everything they said and sent it off to somebody who presumably does understand. Okay? Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Back to Mike Notaro. He lives in New York. Mm. We were talking about that before the show started. Okay. You know what? There's a Mike Notaro here in mm. Canada who's a, a soldier. Okay. There's a number of Mike Noteros. Uh, there I'm are. Surprised. Yeah. Okay. You know, funny okay. story, actually. The, um, the guy that used to be the head of the International Toastmasters was yep. Mike Notaro. And for a long uh-huh. time, I would get emails for him. Like people asking questions, and I was absolutely blown away by that. And I actually joined Toastmasters a few years ago, and everyone just assumed that's who I was when I signed huh? the list. It was a, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. Until your first presentation. Like that there. <laughs> yeah, they, they were all expecting something big, and I just got up there and whimpered and talked about, I don't even remember what, I think goldfish. But like, <laughs> they, they were very unimpressed with my first performance. Okay, Mike, you sound like a good talker. Why did you join Toastmasters? 
Oh, to improve myself. It was one of those, um, I'd gone through kind of a rusty break, a rough and, a rough and tumble breakup after four years and decided, you know what, I want to make myself a better person. I haven't done that in a while. And just uh-huh. kind of getting out there and learning to talk in front of groups seemed like a good place to start to build confidence. Uh-huh. And did you find it helped? Right on. I did until week number three when I got hit by a car. <laughs> oh, is that meeting. when you got hit by the car? <laughs> yeah. You know what? He used to post his uh, pictures from the hospital of his legs. was was yeah. awful. I'm going to tell you. Oh, boy. Yeah, and you told great. me you're still suffering. You're, you're still in pain. Is that what you told me a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Still in pain. I mean, not... I, I've, I've kind of hurt myself in other ways since then to agitate it and exacerbate it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I still feel pain almost every day. Terrible. It's not pleasant. Terrible. Okay. Is there any other advice for newbie recruiters oh. or sources that you want to share? I gave you a few. Right. Um, one, one thing I've learned in the last like, couple of years more than anything else, I think that's truly, truly valuable, is make sure you understand the role more than anything else in the entire world. Literally, get the hiring manager on the phone or whoever, you know, the direct report is and ask them every single question you possibly can. Look at a couple of resumes, look at a couple of people on LinkedIn, look at a couple other job postings, put together a list of, 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 you know, words that you think might come up in the discussion with a candidate to make sure you're prepared for them and ask the hiring manager. Take notes and make sure that you understand the entire depth of this role and what's required. Because going into a conversation with a candidate, getting caught off guard makes you look kind of silly, and you might lose them when it comes time to close the deal as a result. So be okay, prepared. Okay, well, what do you think uh, is the value of being uh, um, someone with functional experience in that field? Is someone, let's say, who's been an engineer oh. or a software developer head over heels a, a better uh, recruiter than just a, a generalist who you know, has to get all the info from the hiring manager? No, just because someone's an encyclopedia of useful information doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a talk to people. You know, that doesn't Hold guarantee on. social Wait skills. Wait a second. You taught, guarantee... yourself, you taught yourself how to program. I don't know how far you've taken that now, but you were already doing it over 10 years ago, right? You were teaching yourself how to program. No. Am I right? Yes or no? Mm, on the very fringes of it, very fringes. I, I got more into it about six years ago. Six years ago was when uh-huh. I got really, you know, hot and bothered okay. by it. But and, uh, you think you could deliver – a pitch, a programming job, much better now than you could before. Yes, absolutely. Well, you just contradicted yourself. So you said functional experience. You just said now it makes a big difference. It's better. Okay? Yes, if you have the ability to communicate and be a recruiter as well. You need both pieces. It's not one or the other. If you've got someone that can speak computers all day but doesn't know how to talk to people to sell them, you're never going to get a candidate hired. You need both pieces of that equation together. But it does help. It okay. absolutely, you know, as a good all salesman can tell somebody that knows anyone. the industry and the, and the role is going to have a significant advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. But, you know, again, that's, so you've got a recruiter without that experience and a recruiter with that experience, yes. That, but if you take someone, like if I took a computer programmer, that's all they've ever done and said, hey, recruit candidates, they're probably yeah. not going to be nearly as effective as someone who's very good at closing candidates. So it, okay. it really is, you know, it, it helps. It is a big help. If you can get someone that has that experience, that does make a tremendous difference. Okay. Yeah. Anybody on the line want to talk who's not saying anything? Anybody want to talk? You know, people yeah, always used to accuse. 
People used to accuse me of not giving anybody a chance. There's no show that gives more of a chance for anybody. You can call in. The line's open, okay? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I guess I'm not boring. Metrics. Hold on. Here's a good question since I was talking about automation. Uh, and you didn't give yeah. us one example of what you've automated, even though you, you brag yeah. about it on your LinkedIn profile, okay? Okay, yeah. but what about some people feel that automation is a threat to sourcers. Do you feel that uh, uh, AI, artificial intelligence, is going to make uh, the sourcer extinct? Not the good ones. Not the ones that adopt on how to use these tools. But if you're kind of just saying, oh, hey, I hate this thing and, I'm not a very good source to begin with. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably get you know pushed aside. You know, how how important absolutely. is Boolean these days? How important is Boolean? Uh, negligible. I mean, don't get me wrong; it helps, and it, it's it's really but but the, just the basic and or and not. Like if you can speak, you know, any language that makes you know and makes sense of it, you, you really don't need anything crazy fancy or crazy search operators or. You know, they're, they're, I mean, you get someone like Aaron Lintz and maybe like uh, Glenn or Jan or people that really dig into this, and yeah, they're going to make the most of it. They're going to make, you know, you're going to see exceptional results from people like that because that's, you know, where their heart lies. But the reality is, again, if you can sell and you can close and you can find people and you know what and, or, and not mean, you really don't need a whole lot more than that. So I, I would say, oh, wow. you know, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This guy's a prize winner, everybody, okay? He's he's like one of these uh, prodigies, okay? Just so we, so you it, know. It okay, had, I don't know if he's just talking it down or what, but you heard it from the horse. No, it mouth, had its so. place in time. It did. It absolutely had its place in time. Like 2006, 7, 8, the Internet, Google, everything's kind of starting to pick up. There's not as many avenues to find people. Hire tools, seek out. These tools don't exist. Yeah, you want to use every advantage you have because that's all you have, other than, you know, at the time, picking up a white pages and calling people out of a phone book. That's what you had to deal with, or calling into companies and trying to push people out, which is, you know, like Maureen does. Like, that's her big thing, and, and to her credit, she's very good at it. Um, but we didn't have all these other tools then. So having any advantage you could, like, you know, whatever Boolean operators or whatever new search engine out there, et cetera, et cetera, everything wasn't amalgamated. Everything wasn't brought together. A tool like SeekOut, a tool like HireTool, they bring that all together. They do the hard work for you. So it's really become almost negligible if you can provide basic searches. I mean, and again, you should be using the tools that are given to you. So your applicant tracking system search capabilities, you should know what that is capable of before you start worrying about what Google is. You know, I, I, I just don't see, you know, the true need to spend hours of your time devoted to learning and testing unless you're that deep in it already and you're just continuing to grow uh -huh. your education from that point Okay, on. you know, that reminded me yeah. of a question. Since you're, talking, you like, you're talking about contacting people. Most people don't use the phone these days. They use, uh, they use email, and I'm wondering if uh, – I'm going to let you think about it and do an ad, okay? I'm wondering if you uh, agree with people who spend 15 minutes – researching uh, their target online to see if there's anything they have in common with them, like camping or their favorite food or something like that, and so they could you know, approach them on that basis and write a cute subject line. I'm going to ask you about that, but first I'm going to talk to everybody about PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Now, you know what? Uh, our friend here keeps saying, 
that you have to take the time to learn to use your ATS, okay? At PC Recruiter, if you're a recruiter, they love you, okay? They don't care if you're a kitchen table recruiter in your mom's basement or if you're part of a big recruiting team who, you know, when it's not a COVID time, you're on the top floor of a huge uh, office building in, in downtown Manhattan, okay, and you have to wear a nice suit every day to work. They don't care about that. They want to help you, okay? And the thing is, you might need some help because the big thing about their software is, that it's configurable. That means it's customizable. They don't impose anything on you. You arrange the software to suit your own process. And you might say, I can't configure anything. That doesn't matter. They want to help you. And they've got techs in there who are happy to do it. So check them out. PCRecruiter.net. Mike, did you think I did a good job for them? Was that, was that a good uh, ad? I think that was an excellent ad. That definitely, okay. definitely would have sold me. I'm actually curious into looking into them now. So yeah, I'd say it's okay. successful. Okay, Marty, Marty, Marty uh, is the <laughs> Marty's the boss there. He'll take your call. Okay, okay. Right. Are you a linear thinker? Um, you know, it's funny. In 2007, I would have said no. Today, I say yes. And and honestly, that came from learning software development and having to kind of work from end to end and account for all possibilities and, and really think through problems. And, and I think, yeah, linear is, is definitely where, I, don't get me wrong, I love abstract thought and I come up with abstract ideas all day. I've got three whiteboards in my apartment that I use for that. But generally speaking, if I'm trying to get through a problem, yeah, absolutely linear. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. I just felt like asking it. Oh, okay. Uh, so I did ask you a question. <laughs> I did ask a question no, before I did wow. that. <laughs> okay. I did ask a question before... You want somebody want to say Animal, something? I have, I, talk? I have a question. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Ernie Moreno. Hey, Michael, Marty! what? Well, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, Michael, Good. what? What? What's your favorite tool? What? What? What do you go to? What's your go-to? Do you have? Um, one? Well, again, uh, the tool for what? Let's be specific. For sourcing, for finding people for the job. Oh, um, hmm. I, again, I haven't sourced in several years, so I, I can't honestly speak here and, and say, yes, this is what I use when I've never used it, and I don't want to make up some bullshit. I I've can answer. Cool okay. Ernie, Ernie called in late, right? Okay, he answered this question right. about five times already. Okay, I'll give you the answer. Okay, the guest can't answer, but I can answer for him. He said, ATS, learn to use your ATS. These dummy recruiters never take the time to learn what the tool can do. That's number one. He also said he likes Hire Tool and the other uh, sourcing tools. He said they're great, okay? Uh, and mm-hmm. that's essentially what he's told us so far, and he uses LinkedIn. Anything else, Mike, to add to that? Did I get it right? Mm, yeah, I guess that's, that's general. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give no. it. No, yeah, that's a no, no. You see, I got it wrong. <laughs> Tell me what I said wrong. Tell me, based on what's going on in the show so far, what did I do wrong? Go ahead. Um, I just I, so no, everything you said was accurate. I just don't want it construed that I'm endorsing these products necessarily. Okay, I didn't again, mean I, the product. I meant I meant you know higher tools, the, the sourcing tools. Okay, everybody, uh, higher tools has sponsored the show. I haven't built right. this for over a year. Uh, okay, <laughs> so like, don't I've think I'm them, rolling I, in dough. Okay, so so, so, so I, I've I meant, seen these tools used 
I just don't have regular day-to-day experience using them. So while they look cool on paper and people seem to recommend them and they seem to be doing a great job, that's all I have to go on. So I, okay. I just didn't want people saying, oh, Mike uses this tool. I don't. But I've yeah, seen okay. it. It seems okay. promising. So, Mike, what cool. do you actually that's, use? You know. Mike, what I do don't you use? Aside from source, do you use any tools? I mean, just in general for your daily recruiting, daily you know, work? Yeah, Again, I don't, I don't do recruitment or sourcing anymore. That's, that's not where my heart is. Um, I've worked with recruiters, and I, you know, my, my goal is transforming the process that they go through in terms of hiring people. So, again, for me to, to, to quantify that, I, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't remember the last person I tried to recruit or source, honestly. It was a long time ago. So, so, wait, so what do you do? I mean, are you a consultant <laughs> with recruiters? I mean, yeah, he's so a consultant. He comes, in, he comes in and he tells them how to re- teach his recruiters what to do. That's what he does. Uh, to some extent. Largely, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm helping to define processes. And, we're, you know, you go step by step through each, you know, everything that's going on. You try to figure out, you know, uh, almost like an efficiency expert in some ways. But the reality is there's so many problems with so many systems that it, it really can't even be just said to be efficiency. It's it's really quality overall, and that, that's what I'm involved with now. I, I work with recruiters. Yeah, nobody understands what you just I, said, okay? Because it's too high level. <laughs> you got to give a, a you got. It's true. You got to give at least an example. Say here, I'm going to give you an example of something I worked on the other day that might interest you, okay? And, and then you give us an example. Do you have one? And be yeah, why, oh, awesome. you can think of. Think about it. I just want to say that's Ernie Marino. You know, he's like our norm. If you ever watch Cheers, norm. But we say Ernie, okay? And the fantastic Rich Rosen, okay? Super biller. Big biller, okay? Do you want to answer the question in a way that dummies like us can, you know, understand? Not, not eggheads in some ivory tower, Mike? You've got a few minutes left. I mean... All right. In a, in a hypothetical situation, if I didn't begin sourcing, my first step again would be to look through my applicant tracking system to its entirety. Make sure that there's no one in there that's lingering around that could be of value that we haven't already interviewed that we don't have additional details on. Which you know, uh, you, you get through that, and that might take some time. Next step is the obvious. You jump over to LinkedIn or whatever job boards you have. Um, above and beyond that, you, you know, if you're still struggling, depending on the difficulty of the role, again. I don't know what budget you have. So again, this is on the presumption that you're using LinkedIn free, which is what I have. I don't have a recruiter account. That's what I would go to. Um, And then I would start looking locally to wherever that role is. If it's virtual, that's even easier. But generally speaking, um, you know, in my quest to become a computer programmer when I was doing that, a lot of my time was spent going to meetups. I would look for meetups on meetup.com. And I would go to these groups, and I would make friends with people. And even though, you know, I, there were times where there were people of interest that I thought, oh, gee, this person would be great for Accenture. I know that we're looking for people like this, and I would recommend them. It was obvious that there's an abundance of these people out there that are looking to share knowledge collectively and be together in groups. And it's just a matter of not coming off like a con artist or just a, a salesman or, or anything and just kind of be up front and be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm here if anyone's looking for work. Here's my number. Pass it around. Give it to the group administrator, and then walk away. And and that would be my next my next stop would be to, to look locally for groups and and people that organize collections of people that meet the criteria for what you're looking for. Um, you know, above and beyond that, yeah, you can get creative and, and go out and, and start you know scraping patents depending on what you're doing. But again, if you're looking for truck drivers, that's a very different you know area of expertise. 
you know, if you, for, you know, it, it really, you know, it varies job to job. But, you know, again, generally applicant tracking system first, LinkedIn second, any additional job boards third, and then reaching out to local communities and being as social and, and well-networked yeah, as possible. Yeah, but what they wanted before you finish the show is just one example of, of something you've done recently in your job. So we have an idea of, you know, the kind, I know you don't want to reveal too much about, you know, well, your clients, but is there any, you know, anonymous type example that you can give us of, you know, how you change and improve somebody's process? You can say no. There's no time left anyway, but I mean, <laughs> you can say no, but we're we're kind of curious now, okay? So. Well, I mean, for example, we're in a position, as well, was in a position anyway with a client, and they were having issues finding people that were thought to not be out on LinkedIn and, and not in places that, you know, were typical for sourcing candidates. And, um, you know, we happened to find a, a rather large subsection of them in a, in a random database somewhere. And, you know, part of my objective was to make sure that regular communications went out to that group. And I've worked with them to ensure that, you know, there was some sort of automation in play that regularly did let at least the moderator of that group know, like, hey, by the way, these are the jobs we have available. And we actually had quite a bit of response rate from that. It was, it was kind of shocking. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to work all the time, but it definitely worked in this instance. Um, I, I guess if that's as, as vague as I can be in terms of giving an example without, you know, giving away any details that I'm not supposed to. Um, okay. Anybody else got some final questions? Quickies? Anybody? Going once. <clears throat> going twice. Mike the Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah! laughs>